0: The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game just head to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 that's sleeper.com/sgp and make sure to download the SGPN app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. Oakland's over. Where do, I, where do I turn my sights once Oakland wraps up for the year? Well, if you didn't know, the Wolf uses the word summer as a verb, and he does his summering in New York at the New York tracks. Going to be taking a look at the Belmont late pick five today uh, for the, uh, Belmont Saturday card. Uh, and let's go ahead and, uh, introduce someone. Cause I've got a guest with me. It's not just me here in the notorious OTB. I've got, uh, another on the wrong leader. I've now hit for the, on the wrong lead cycle. Uh, whenever I bring in my man two was it, I think two time NHC qualifier.
1: I wish it was two times. No, I've only wasted
0: money one year. Okay, one-time qualifier, one-time entrant, uh, Brian Duransky, the old broken-down horse player himself. Brian, welcome! So glad to have you here.
1: Thanks, man. You know I'm excited to be here. You know you've been doing a lot of good things. You've been listening to the show, other shows. It's gonna be hard for me to to surpass what failed to Menace did last week. But you know, if I if I can offer half the insight he did, I might offer more than my buddy Mark. So I'm gonna be okay. <laughs>
0: there, there you go. Always. Always take the chance to take a dig at Mark. That's kind of the rule uh, here in the, not only the Notorious OTV, but life, I guess, in, in general. Talking talking about Mark Capitan, who joined me uh, a couple episodes back. Uh, so you play a lot of tournaments. You're a big tour- tournament player, be it through horse tourneys, be it through playing live. Whenever you're looking at like a pick five sequence versus looking at a tournament, do you do you go about it any different? You
1: know, it, it, it's very similar because I still try and find the favorite that I want to try and beat. Right. For, for me, it's important to find a weak favorite in a sequence to even think about putting money into it. Right? right. So, you know, a lot of times with the contest play, you're looking for a price or bad favorites or a horse that most of the people are going to ignore. And if you can do that in a pick five, obviously, you're going to get paid. You know, astronomically compared to what you would get if the chalk comes. So, I, I think a lot of people will just take a take a chalk and accept it and move on. Whereas I try and find the spots to really beat the chalk, and it's cost me. You know, I'm I'm the guy that's faded newspaper record and cost me a pick five. I've faded lots of Chad Browns that have cost me pick fives because I want to beat that horse.
0: Right. Oh. Oh. You're you're preaching to the choir with the whole. Uh, wanting to beat chad brown and then that not working out well for you thing uh that's kind of my go-to move it seems i just default to uh, getting beat by chad brown in these sequences you know when i was introducing you i forgot to add uh if you're into asmr this man's got the smoothest voice out there in horse podcast them so uh yeah you're welcome because it's just like it's like melted chocolate dripping on friggin' gold over here all right yeah, so it- let's go ahead go ahead what did you say
1: Let's just be glad that there's nothing visually about this show. It's just voice because I sound so much better than I look. So I'm I'm pretty excited by
0: that. I tell people I'm 37 years old, but I am a a haggard looking 37. So it's probably good that they don't get to see me all that often.
1: I could be one of those guys that, you know, the prototypical phone sex operator where I look horrible. But
0: boy, do I sound good. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd pay $9.99 a minute. I'd pay it. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this sequence. Uh it starts off on Saturday with race six. That's this Saturday, May 28th, and uh post-time 3:34 Eastern time. So good mid-afternoon, late pick five. Uh, this is a six-furlong race, uh, for Phillies, New York breads, and it's an allowance of eighty, what's it, eighty thousand dollar allowance? And it's for uh horses which have never won fifteen thousand other than maiden claiming or starter, which have One two races, gotta read all the conditions, it's important. Uh did you have any thoughts on this one? Uh we're we're by the way, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon pretty much. We just got these out, so this is a little bit of a first pass for both of us. You know, uh I I I
1: took a look and we just talked about trying to find a favorite that I wanted to beat. And, And at first glance, with no morning lines, I think the five tell a perfect tale might be one of those morning line horses, at least a short priced horse that I would like to try and beat. You know, I, I wish, you know, depending what the morning lines come back at, you know, you look at this horse's run style, horse is two for three lifetime at Belmont. You know, he's been in the money nine out of 12 times. So I'd expect this horse to either take money or be short on the money line. So with that being said, you look at the horse's running lines and there's lots of things I don't like about this horse. You know, it's one of those things that, in the biggest factor for me was second time out from the Wayne Potts barn. You know, Bonnie Lucas is a fine trainer, but do you want second out of the Potts barn chase?
0: No, no, I do not. Not at all.
1: I I mean, did you have a similar read on this horse? Is this horse going to be one of the top two choices in the morning line? If not the final board, or am I way off here?
0: I know. I got to think you're right. And I think a lot of it is going to be based on going back to the previous starts that were under the Potts. Barn, so you're essentially paying the pot's price for a not pot's horse currently, and uh, I think a lot of people are going to put a lot into the the trouble that the horse had last time, kind of throw that out, uh, and kind of disregard the fact that you've had a barn change and that you've had you know uh, or shipped to Finger Lakes and then ship back, and you know there are a lot of just little hinky things with this horse that make you kind of want to stay away. So I, I'm with you that I, I think it's it's a. a more than likely the favorite since we don't have morning line odds yet, but more than likely the favorite and more than likely the horse that I, that I'm going to want to beat here uh, using a pick five ticket question. Brian, how are we going to do it?
1: So I, for the first horse I'm going to go with to beat this horse, I'm going to go to the seven that ready AP. Yeah, you know, I thought ready AP was interesting. Tried the turf at Aqueduct last out with Dylan Davis aboard. You know, had no excuse other than that class level might have been a little too much on that day. Dylan Davis had the horse in a great position, faded badly, you know, did run a 44 second half mile as the pace setter and then just faded off. So was the intention trying to get out at six furlongs and get loose and Dylan just didn't get it done? Obviously, with board on Saturday may not be as forwardly placed, may be a little bit more patient, similar to the ride we saw three back for Sayas at Saratoga last year. And, and this is the typical, you know, are we are we going to pounce, you know, sit two or three lengths back and then pounce in the turn and come roaring home down the lane?
0: So I I thought that I might try to beat this horse using the the way outside post with the eight making my move for John Kimmel. For one, the horse is getting first time LASIKs uh, which is always a good sign. And two, I mean, if you, if you want to talk, uh, I mean, I'm talking to Mr. Bat class himself, and we want to talk back class. We have a horse that ran in the matron, uh, a grade three, you know, a grade three stake at Belmont. And then you had to run uh, back in a uh, New York bred stakes race with the, the key sense uh, back in November. Uh, am I worried about the long layoff? I well, Yeah, I, I would have to be foolish not to be worried about it, but with, the way I see this race shaking out, I'm not sure if there's a horse here that's going to pass other horses. And with that being the thought, then I, I think I want to take who I think could be speed of speed. And that's why I'm leaning into that that eight, the the making my move, you
1: know, I thought I thought that made a lot of sense. I had the eight down there as, you know, a B or C type horse. And obviously, on Wednesday, my opinion is not there. We have to see how the track's going to play to start the the weekend off. And it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of a lot of horse there on the eight that is interesting. The question mm-hmm. is, is the Kimmel barn going to take the money for first time Lasix with the back class? You know, at what price would that horse not be interesting for, you know, for me? I figured something like six to one might be interesting, but I don't know if we'll get that.
0: Yeah, I, I think you would probably especially with Luis Sayas up, that would be a stretch. Uh, I, I think getting getting somewhere in that six to one. I I think you would probably be happy with I, I think you would probably be most likely to see that cut in half to about maybe like a three three and one post time. Cause I I like you said, tell a perfect tale should probably take a, just a ton of money off the board. And with that, I mean, making my move won't be won't be super short, won't be just slightly over even money. You know, you'll still get at least two to one on it. Um, outside of that, I, I, I thought maybe Silver Fist was another one adding first time Lasix that could be, uh, you know, prime to uh, to kind of try to take it uh, gate to wire uh, for, for James Lawrence with Trevor McCarthy aboard. Another one that's dropping out of uh, out of uh, New York Bread Steaks Company. Uh, has a more recent race where the horse actually stumbled last out. If you are looking at Lawrence, I've seen a 17% uh, trainer, first-time Lasix. Um, you know that another one to consider. And I think probably actually considering the connections as well as the jockey, more than likely this is going to be the longer of the of the two that I that I found.
1: Oh, that 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 the six made a lot of sense there. That was you know it's funny. There's eight horses in this field that and i think you know my a's are your b's and vice versa this right. is a one of those races they're kind of wide open i really like to the move there on silver fist going to trevor i think trevor i prefer trevor over Manny, you know with a drop in class and everything so you know they're really aggressive after that made him win and now they, they weren't able to get it home so now they're just trying to find their spot with this horse and, and i think it makes a ton of sense on saturday
0: yeah, and just looking at the the previous odds for the last two races, I'm looking at roughly twenty six to one, eighteen to one. I have a feeling that this one probably gets forgotten. Also, that might be one that I end up dropping a win bet on.
1: I definitely agree with you. You know, the the real quick, you talk about you know, horses that are going to get forgotten. I think the four is going to take a lot of money here, which might leave us a lot of value on the six. Um, just briefly. I know it's not that many horses that I hate to touch on this horse, but you know, I thought Liberty flame for Patrick quick is an interesting horse. Kendrick is a board again. It's a lightly raced horse. It's a three-year-old and it's one of those. I don't normally play maiden breakers on their next out, but in this field, that's this Caleb's horse,
0: commandment. Number one,
1: it is, it is. <laughs> Caleb says, do not play maiden breakers, but, you know, being in the four hole here with the speed of the speed on the outside and the eight hole, can Kendrick shoot up the inside and and steal this one on the front? And and that was kind of my thought, you know, if he rides aggressively again, like he did last out in the seven furlong race, cutting back that one furlong, we know she can finish. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting pace scenario with this one.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because it's always an interesting dichotomy of, Uh, with these horses that break their maiden last out coming back facing winners for the first time uh for one it's just you know it's kind of that old wisdom of don't take that horse facing winners for the first time but two how do you ignore a horse that hasn't done anything wrong and has been on the improve every single time that it's raced so i'm glad that you actually brought that one up and also i mean you you get to kind of interpret the kind of trip that the horse is going to take based off the jockey. Right. So Kendrick Carmouche, we, we know Gator gets aggressive. We know Gators down to, down to scrap. So, I mean, that's part, that's a lot of playing New York horse horses also it feels is knowing your jockeys, knowing what they're going to do, even though if it's not what the horse actually does, (laughs) Like uh, I'm thinking of uh, Rosario just taking my early speed back about six to seven lengths, or Irad only taking it back about three to four, but doing about the same goddamn thing.
1: Well, yeah, that that you know that that's the New York tr- trickery that we always talk about when you're playing horses. What are you going to get? And that's why people were so upset when the jockey colony shifted because they said, "Oh, the how's that going to upset the the relationship?" You know, there's only seven Ortizes in New York now instead of six. So <laughs> that's
0: right. I, it's. I, I had the sneaking suspicion that once Pratt gets settled into New York, he's going to just eat everybody's lunch just by, you know, being an aggressive rider like he's been at, at Santa Anita for so long.
1: Oh, I, I agree. You know, it's to the point where you're going to have to include
0: every Pratt horse just because his
1: riding style may steal sequences.
0: All right, so we're going to take a look at race seven. And just to recap, in race six, we're both looking to get past uh, Tell a Perfect Tale. Uh, some horses we mentioned, uh, the uh, the four Liberty Flame with uh, Kendrick Carmouche up for Patrick Quick. Uh, the six Silver Fist as a, a longer shot that we both like for uh, James Lawrence. And uh, the eight, probably second choice on the board uh, with for John Kimmel making my move with uh, Luis Sayas up. So moving on to race seven. Now, we do have some weather in the forecast. I handicapped this with the thought, keeping the, the main track only horses in, with the thought that maybe this could get rained off turf with the, another, uh, you know, with the graded turf stakes race coming up after. But this is a mile and a 16th on the inner turf. It's a New York bred allowance for $80,000. And it is for pretty much the same conditions as the previous, uh, never won dollars, other than maiden claiming or starter which have never won two races big interesting race especially when you have to consider the weather um where where did you look in this and do you have in case a, rain, a race gets rained off turf do you typically have a, a, a basically a a, a a turf set and then a then a main track set that you're ready to alternate with uh just in case
1: i do you know you especially something like this. This race has, what, six main track only entries. So you you can't ignore them because the race is going to change so much if any of these horses draw in on the dirt. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people, they will look at a race and they'll say, okay, it's main track only. I'm going to toss that horse. You know, if you toss the alternate, you often will toss the loser. Hello, Rich Strike.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I w- I'm 100% guilty of it. I am 100% guilty of it because I, I can tell you that, as soon as, even after that horse drew in, I did not even take a second glance at Rich strike, not a second glance. So I, I'm going to go ahead and because this is the easy part, if this thing comes off of turf, I have one direction that I'm going and I'm hoping that the horse stays in and that's the 15 uh, thrill of it for John Terranova with Jose Gomez up. The horse gets a weight break and if it's coming off turf, I'm assuming it's wet. If it's wet, I'm assuming it's sealed. And if it's sealed, I'm assuming that speed is going to carry the day. And this is the, the the early speed horse that I want, especially with that weight break. Let the bug jock get out there. Use the weight break effectively and try to steal this thing on the front end
1: you know the, the 15 makes a ton of sense uh, unfortunately the the winner is in, one inside of you at the 14 with major spin yeah,
0: yeah it's a good one
1: <laughs> you know it's hard to hard to pass up Kendrick Carmouche and Linda Rice on a main track only on a sloppy track when you know they're going to send cuz Lind, Linda's always got the horses ready to go and Kendrick is not afraid to get out and get loose so you know obviously I think you just hit it if it's off the turf those two horses are going to both take a ton of money and you can't go any more than two or three deep at that point because it's just not going to be cost
0: effective absolutely so now if this thing is to be run on the turf and I'm kind of keeping the the idea that this is that this is a race that you know that they probably take off. If they keep it on, then it's probably going to be maybe good. I don't know. You know, it's either, either it's going to be firm because they just didn't get it in your rain at all, or it's going to be just a little bit damp if they keep it on turf. Uh, It's a tough one. It's a tough one from just a a turf perspective, because I mean, a, a lot of the speed that you see in this race is actually from the the main track only entries that won't be in this field so it kind of begs the question of is this a a race on the turf that that a horse can maybe try to steal from the front uh because i'm not sure if i see enough pace here for it to actually develop for a closer to win this one
1: no i I think you're spot on there i handicap this race for stays on the turf of a horse going wire to wire you know and I'll, I'll throw that out there now, because if I don't tell you about the Morley horse from the rail with speed, you know somebody's going to drop kick me because Castellano is aboard for a horse that's going to be fourthly placed, and you know I hate to say it, he's an E eight run style for this gelding. But you you hit the nail on the head. There's no there's not a ton of pace here, and sure Javier's the kind of horse or the kind of jockey that can steal a race. He just did it last out in December for this horse. Now comes back five months later, first star is a three year old. I'd expect expect some logical improvement here. And we know the distance isn't gonna be a problem. So yes, I think wire to wire is a great way to handicap this particular turf race, especially with how New York turf plays where they're going 50 second half miles.
0: Now the I I think outside of using that rail drawn Morley horse spectro, the number one. Uh, outside of that, there's only a couple places I feel like I can really go. Because one, we we just established what we kind of think the pace picture is going to do, which is it's going to be slow with maybe one horse out and filling the pace. So if that horse doesn't win, I have to be looking at that very next wave, that second wave. And that's going to be the the five rally squirrel for Mike Maker uh, with Joel Rosario or the uh the nine barrage for uh ray handle uh with dylan davis up of the two though i probably lean towards barrage uh the reason being a gripe that i just had uh, a couple minutes ago regarding joel rosario and uh where he likes to take my horses after uh after the break
1: no i i think you're perfectly okay there pivoting off of joel for that reason you want a horse that's gonna be for forwardly- the place right so when you say for the place though chase what are you thinking of that second wave you talk in two lengths five lengths this is so subjective for every
0: player for me it's the it's the anywhere from like one to two lengths anywhere from even just like sitting like off their hip to uh sitting you know one and a half to two lengths back you know very close enough to where you know if i were to line up the race and say okay the this is the this is all the early speed Uh, then usually it's like, if I were to look at a type, it's the EPs, if you will. Uh, but, uh, the, these are who I expect to be sitting just right behind them. And then basically deep closer, deeper closer is kind of, kind of how I've like fractured them out in in my head. Um, you know, looking at, uh, Royal or sorry, a barrage, for example, like the horse likes to hang out about half a length back. That's kind of the, about the length, about the distance that I'd like the horse to keep in this field.
1: See, I was all over barrage for similar reasons as you. And you're right. What do you see there? Half length, two lengths back at the most. And that was a great effort. You know, for me, I kind of threw a red flag on this horse coming out of the Danny Gargan barn, going from Luis to Dylan Davis. Because I, mean, I like Ray Handle, great trainer. What is he? Twenty percent. But you know, he's not really your your turf type of trainer. And this horse has had six months in the Handle barn. Any concern on that switch?
0: Uh, I mean, a little bit. Um, the thing is, I I feel like I know that the horse itself handles turf well, and I'm not sure how much. Ray Handel could ma- mess that up, and in, in, in that sort of time, it's possible. I mean, it is an extended layoff, but I mean, yeah, it's a good point and it's something that I missed. It's a good catch. You
1: no, know, it just it's just one of those things, you know. Like you said, the horse is raced six times, so the pedigree doesn't mean that much. But you know, what happened over the winter is always my question, especially with the jockey change as well. You know, the right. horse ran horse ran well under Luis. Why wouldn't you go
0: back to Luis if he was available? Right, and it's it's one of those things that I. You know, playing the jockey game can get you on some really smart horses, and then sometimes there there are these jo- the you know jockey changes that are due to just keeping up relationships to making sure that you're you're getting the right j- jockeys from the right the right agent, or you know you're you're doing somebody a favor now to do them you know, so that they'll do the the grunt work for you down the line. It could be the play place. I'm not sure if you know Ray Handel has sort of the the barn or the talent typically to kind of set try to set someone up down the line to say, all right, Dylan, you know, there's a winner for you. So we set up the super horse that I've got waiting. Man, it's not really all respect to Ray Handel, not really his thing.
1: No, I think you're spot on there, man.
0: All right. So I think we've got that one pretty well nipped. Uh, we're kind of looking forward, Fordly place or, you know, either the lead or a horse is going to be sitting right off. We need to pay some bills. so. When we get back, we're going to hit the rest of this late pick five from Belmont with my boy, Brian Duransky, the broken down horse player. We'll be right back. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-plus leg. Build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. The match is coming to the win, and you can bet on it at WinBet. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, minus 200 Josh Patrick Mahomes, plus 165. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, it's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry and now you can make money on sleeper 2 by playing their new over and under game super simple first in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under for example point totals in basketball or hit totals in baseball then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in it's the only app where i can join my buddies contests and play together it's got the built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their over/under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group at Sleeper at sleeper.com/sgp, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com/sgp. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm once again your host, Chase Sussman, the Wolf of Oakland, and I yet again, still, he hasn't left yet. I've got Brian Duransky, the broken-down horse player, from On the Wrong Lead with me here. We're, I'd say, balls deep, pretty much in this pick five at this point. Moving on to leg three, we're talking the one-mile optional claimer, sixty-two thousand five hundred claiming price for horses that have never won 15,000 twice other than maiden claiming starter or state bred allowance, man, at least we're not New York bred. I didn't have to say that this time. So it's a, a interesting little race. Um, there, there's some names here that, that really ring a bell. Uh, there are some names that look like they should be obvious, uh, Chad Brown horses for some reason in my mind, but, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty good race. Uh, a lot of speed signed on. What's your take on this eighth race?
1: You know, it, it's funny because my my notes here is if I was to take a chat in this race, when there's two of them, would anybody fault me? And I have a hard time with highly motivated. Highly motivated hasn't won since Trump was in office. And that feels like so many years ago. You know, obviously, this horse was on the the derby trail and was good you know and you look at who this horse lost to so if you wanted the back class you could definitely say highly motivated is it you know i kind of tried to pivot with pratt being aboard here and, and when you see three back castellano in the bluegrass went wire to wire there and in this race i kind of feel there's some cheap speed inside of highly motivated can Pratt try and steal this one up front, being more aggressive? This is the lowest, you know, matches the lowest class level highly motivated ever ran at. But it's going to be one of those horses. What's this horse going to go off at? Six to five? Probably.
0: Well, yeah, got to be. Ba- based on the back class itself, you have to assume it's going to go off. Yeah, even money or barely above.
1: You know, so it, it's hard for me to fade highly motivated. But when we started the show, what I say, Chad Brown knocks me out of pick fives. Right. So, if I, right. was going to, if I was going to take a Chad Brown horse, I'm going to pivot to Stage Raider. I think the nine is the Chad Brown horse I want. A-
0: oh, man. Your other Chad Brown and us, this is how you know this man is a goddamn veteran. That's a veteran move right there. Y-
1: you know, it, it, it's not so much the other Chad Brown horse, but that is exactly what my note said. It is it, it one of those things where this horse... Enjoyed Belmont in 2021 with Eric Cancel aboard and then kind of went to Gulfstream, went to Keeneland. I think this horse is coming in on better form than Highly Motivated is. And, you know, that race at Keeneland going eight and a half is a career best for this horse. And all of a sudden now it's he places here. So, you know, it may be one of those things where Highly Motivated is going to take the money, but Stage Raider has the most upside to me. And for a Chad horse, this one may be what? Three to one?
0: yeah probably yeah the the majority of the money is definitely coming out highly motivated you probably get a fair price on stage raider uh i think that's probably i that's probably pretty fair to assume now there are two horses in here that are just kind of blast for the past for me that i'm going to call out uh one being the reds i was all over the reds and it was either the gotham or, or another race at, at aqueduct uh either what last year i believe uh and the other is um you remember that, uh, Jaws movie where it's not like Jaws one, two, or three, but it's Jaws Revenge where the Brody family goes to the Caribbean and all of a sudden a great white shark, even though the waters are too warm and a great white shark would never find himself in the Caribbean because he's got a grudge specifically against the Brody family, Jaws finds himself in the warm tropical islands. Mon, yeah, well, that's how it feels with Kershaw right now. This horse is just following me around, I'm not following it around. It's spent all winter at oakland it was a big kershaw was a huge name uh on the west coast at san anita that just never really panned out also uh but yeah just want to point that out that uh kershaw just won't get off my dick uh <laughs> anyway so um and th- i felt like there was a ton of speed signed on to this one and that if i were going to get a horse from off the pace then most likely this would be The race for it. And I decided that I would kind of like to lean into the five two boss for Todd Pletcher with Manny Franco up. Uh the horse has been on the sharp improve. Uh they laid it off, but we're seeing last time the horse came off of a layoff, it got a one. Granted, sure, that was at parks and it was being laid off coming out of a grade three and dropping into a forty thousand dollar optional claimer at parks, but the big step forward in the last race at uh, Aqueduct before the layoff gets me kind of kind of excited here. And I like the horse to maybe kind of sit, you know, off the pace a little bit. Uh it has you know a history of being as close as you know half a length at the first call and being able to win, also as far back as two and a half, three lengths. And I feel like that might just kind of be the sweet spot for how this pace shakes out.
1: Man, uh, you're saying Kershaw and there's so many memories rushing back. You know, you, you almost feel bad for Kershaw. I mean, Kershaw is like the horse nobody wanted. You look at this horse's running lines. He's been claimed like nine times in 10 races or something like that. It's just, you know, you, you almost feel bad for a little gelding who's just floating around and can't find his way. And there should be a book written here, you know, the, the gelding that can't find his home or something.
0: This feels like the alternate future for if they had finally just gone ahead and given up on three technique. If they <laughs> just given up on three technique, Kershaw would just, it, it, that's the story right there. Be, it looked exactly like Kershaw. So outside of the other Chad and uh, our our uh, Maya off the pace pick uh, here, did you have anyone else you wanted to call out that you thought maybe might be a nice little, nice little price or a nice little lick?
1: You know, uh, I'm just going to touch on market alert and I'm going to move right on. I want to like market alert. I really do, but I just can't. You know, everything screams to give the Ryerson barn a shot in this kind of race. And, you know, this horse is going to, you know, if people are playing contests or mythical contests, this horse is going to be covered because the horse has shown some speed and might be well drawn. But, you know, personally, I don't think the horse stands a shot, you know, from the pace perspective, just because I gave hammer and aimer a double and a triple take here. And he's eight going into Linda Rice's barn with Jose Lascano aboard, who obviously that the two of them are a great combination, if there's that much speed here that this old guy may be there. I mean, this is 54th lifetime start, you know, ran pretty well at, at the duct in a 40,000 race. And and obviously that it feels like it's too steep, but if it melts down, this old guy has done it. I mean, it, some of the best races of his career have been at Belmont park.
0: This is a, this is a horse that's been knocking around Naira for a couple of years now. And I'll tell you, I have, th- I have written off hammer and hammer. So if you're out there and you bet hammer and hammer, then all I got to say is pay that man his money. Because if I, every time I toss just completely toss out a horse like this, it's it's usually a guaranteed cash uh, for someone who is on on that horse uh, specifically. So we are going to move on and it is, the main dish, the 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 big race here in this pick five, and that is the grade three Soaring Softly Stakes going seven furlongs on the Widener Turf. Always note, there are two turf courses at Belmont. That's so important. They they play different. They play different. I'm going to... Brian, may I go into a brief rant here for a moment? Yes, by all means. Okay. So when you have these two turf course setups, the way that they're usually set up is that one is just... A- inside of the other that's why they typically call it the inner turf and then they have a fancy name for um a very rich white man uh who gets the name of the outer turf like the melon or the widener uh so there's one thing to notice when you look at these two turf tracks is that they're not shaped the same and because they're not shaped the same they play differently towards different horses uh where they might favor one over the other. When I think of the widener, the the outside one, it's got a bigger sweeping turn. And it really sets up well for these off-the-pace horses to get kind of, you know, for them to get shaken up and get moving and uh and kind of you know come in with a late close. Whereas the inner turf has tighter turns because it's inside of that other oval. And so what you'll find is that they make that turn, they hit the stretch and they had to slow down so much that early speed really kind of gets the advantage because they're the first to kind of get to top speed again and just ch- kind of kick away. Just rant over, just know your, know your tur- your course set up and know how it affects the races. Brian, yeah. what'd you think? What'd you think? I like the
1: rant. I think I just learned something, you know, it's one of those things where um I don't really pay that close attention to it, unfortunately. And I should, you know, and you're right. It's it's a rant because you'll hear people talk about it. And then you got people like me who just say, yeah, it's a turf course. I really don't care.
0: Right. I mean, and it, it go, there's a lot of things that affects like even just the fractions, like you can have drastically different fractions set in a race between the same distance uh, over the two courses. And it just has to do with kind of the geometry of how they enter that first turn and everything. You really see this come into play at Saratoga in the summer whenever they have the uh, they're messing with the temp rails. Uh, on their on their turf course, uh, how it can really kind of change things up. But what would you think about this race?
1: Man, this is a great little race for a Grade Three. You know, I cap this one for staying on the turf. So if, if it goes dirty, muddy, I have no clue what to tell you there. But I want to like the nine dairy name. I really do. You know, Christoph Clement, Joel Rosario. You know, looked nice last year in this in sprints. You know, five and a half furlongs. Now it comes in at seven furlongs, which is still technically a sprint, but, you know, a new distance for her. You know, last out at Keeneland, just missed a wire. And what did you open the show with? off with? Joel doing Joel things. He yeah. missed time that jump. Yeah. If you go back and watch the replay. He had the horse to win. You watch the gallop out. That horse was winning that race. So it's one of those things where I want Derry Name to win. will probably be like a lone A for me. In the sequence, but I don't know where the pace comes from that she may need. You look at some of these running lines. You know, she's been back there seven and a quarter lengths, four and a half lengths. This is going to be one of those races where Joel needs to stay three lengths back because there just may not be that much speed for a six length you know, a six length run.
0: Yeah, I, that's the big question in this race is is going to be where does this pace come from, and the only course that i feel like i can actually point to and i think i'm probably just going to go ahead and take in this race is uh the george weaver horse the the number four wish you well uh but there's as with everything in life be it gas station sushi or you know one night stand there's a little bit of a risk involved uh the little bit of a risk is that this horse never run on the turf now, I know that the dams dropped turf, uh, one turf winner. I mean, it's got a little bit of, uh, I mean, eh, turfish pedigree. I can't, nothing really that pops out. It's not like it's got like a big Irish sire and I'd be like, yes, turf. I see the Irish, you are turf. So, I, I mean, that's what the gamble is. But I'm okay with that because all this horse has to do is just go out and run fast. I feel like turf dirt. if you can just go out and run fast, then maybe you can kind of steal this one. Do you have any thoughts on maybe Wish You Well getting out there and trying to wire this field?
1: You know, I I thought it it made some sense if I had to look for who was going to inherit the lead. You know, I I thought Wish You Well made a lot of sense to maybe inherit it. I thought maybe Champagne Poetry on the the rail had had a shot of getting the lead. But no, I I think John Velasquez here, he's smart enough. The only thing that would concern me here is is this the – Velasquez wait and see approach how the race develops and isn't you know in the saddle out out of the gate and then finds himself in that plotter type territory where you're not sure what to do when you're four lengths back and you don't have that kick that this horse may need um you know it's interesting because the pedigree according to Briz which is what I'm looking at she should like the turf yeah you know the, the dam's got one winner you figure, you know, you mentioned there's no Irish sire or anything. I actually think it's funny that the sire is American Freedom because that's about not Irish as you can get for you know, Amer- <laughs> right? American Freedom,
0: but except for in Boston, sure, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's an interest. It's an interesting take, and I think if the soft, if the track is a little soft or yielding, and we get a couple scratches, this race will be completely different. So, you know, my advice to anybody on Saturday is make sure you pay attention to the weather and the scratches and the turf conditions, because it wouldn't surprise me if this race runs completely different if they get, you know, a half inch of water or something.
0: Right. And I mean, I think if it does come up to a ground with a little bit of cut in it, then I, I mean, who else do you look at other than the Christophe Clement horses that have been racing in France, racing in the, and you know, in the, in the UK where they actually let horses run on softer turf tracks. It's got wins over soft tracks over good tracks in the UK. Uh, and then, I mean, same with the, uh, with uh, uh, Anador, the five for Clement, uh, which you got to think that the, the other one with uh, Rosario or with a uh, Castellano up uh, breeze easy. The number two is probably the preferred of the two. However, uh, Anador didn't win on a softer track in France, but, uh, did come and get a, a maiden-breaking win over a good track here at Belmont uh, back in October.
1: No, I think you're spot on. I actually, if there's a little bit of cut there, I actually pivoted to a horse that neither one of us has mentioned yet, Chase. And the, it,
0: the eight it, hottie? The Chad Brown horse. Yep. Yeah.
1: You know, and I wasn't going to go here, but I actually moved this horse up after Pizza Bianca's effort last weekend. Yep. to me now this horse is a a major player in the philly division so in the or the philly sprint you see two back at a mile at 16th wasn't a problem and and it's going to be one of those things where flavians aboard instead of tyler so the horse is going to be well placed and has been versatile enough you know that that breeders cup race was a very nice effort very fair effort And, and the horse was right there and you know was there a lot of speed Brisnet doesn't think there's a lot of e1 type speed in this race there's some question marks so I, I expect this horse to be very well placed and very well met
0: yep and it's just once again another chad horse that will that will get me and you know what i mean if this comes up as as you know a, a wet race uh i in my mind when i envision chad brown runners they always have the same style which is they're going to come absolutely storm late and it might that's just you know That's what he does. I don't trust Chad, you know, wire-to-wire type horses. I only trust trust the closers, and this would this would be one of them. So we are about to move on to the last leg of this year pick five. We're gonna put a a big sexy bow on it, but first we've got to get a word to you from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sweaty sack summer is approaching. It's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the Kings of crotch comfort. Manscaped have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxers briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these new boxers. I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch. So you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using code SGP at manscaped.com. Listen, I'm not kidding. I've got the boxers. You want to talk about comfort? You want to talk about resting easy because the family jewels are safe? Then you got to put them in the old jewel pouch. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. Once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? This stuff. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Welcome back to the Notorious O.T.B. Once again, I am with Brian Duransky, the broken down horse player himself. We're talking the late pick five this Saturday at Belmont, and we are talking the very last leg. So let's go ahead and get into this. It is a six furlong race on the inner, I say inner turf. New York breads, a $40,000 maiden claiming race. Have a nice shit sandwich to end your pick five. What'd you think of this one? <laughs>
1: man dude, i'm glad you opened it up that way because that's what i thought too i said this one annoys me this this whole race annoys me not you yeah. know when I, when you see that many not applicables or you know there, there's no run styles there's no proven ones i i'm pretty sure a couple of these horses could go to you know thistle downs and lose
0: yeah oh man that's listen that that <laughs> that circuit produces kentucky derby winners sir <laughs> i'll have you know we can't we can't talk shit about the ohio circuit anymore people used to ask me who's gonna win the ohio derby and i used to say i don't know fucking heroin probably uh we can't say that anymore because you have these majestic beasts like like rich strike <laughs> taking the run for the roses
1: the crown prince of belterra
0: the <laughs> prince of belterra the pride of ohio the buckeye state basher
1: <laughs> man you know it, it, it's funny that's a joke now but yeah. <laughs> 2 weeks ago I think I was still crying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. If you if you had anything involving epicenter you're like, "Okay, yeah, this is great. This is absolutely great." But no, the stars aligned perfectly for for Rich Strike to win this. Man, at I you can't begrudge it because it's 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 a good story. The thing that frustrates me is all my non-horse racing fan fr- fan friends are like, "How many <laughs> Kind of drugs was that horse on? You are like none, absolutely none. That's what you call a a extreme pace scenario, and then everything going your way.
1: No, I answer it completely opposite when they say what drugs. I say everything. there's the All every, of them. The, the everything bagel. The everything cream cheese. Just all of it.
0: Just the magic pixie dust. Everything. All of it. Whatever that it is that they're mining on the planet from Avatar. He was on that. Let's no, I. I yeah, I just I, I think everything went the horse the horse's way.
1: Agreed, but you know we don't want to get too far off. And, and I apologize because I think I derailed us when when I start crying about Rich Strike again. It it, it takes over. It's just a flood of emotions.
0: It's okay. It's okay. This this is actually this is the space to let it out because you're surrounded by people who love you and who actually understand. They, this isn't like telling trying to commiserate with your wife and her being like, okay. You know, this is this is me, uh, you know,
1: feeling feeling you heart to heart here. You know, my, my wife only asked me, she says, she said, is this better or worse than Country House? <laughs>
0: Nothing's worse than Country House. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing will ever. We had Josh on here to tell the story of getting a, of having a black cat cross his path uh, shortly before before that happened. And I maintain that uh, you still would have won if not for uh, Josh's wife saying, well, that can't be good.
1: well she wasn't wrong
0: (laughs) so take a look at this 10th race uh i I have a philosophy and i I got it from a mutual friend of ours sweet sassy john massey which is uh, a lot of these uh these horse these uh maiden claiming races are are won by horses that are just going to dare the other horses to in the stretch and a lot of it just has to do with the fact that you know passing is something that's kind of foreign foreign for maidens so, I, I really think there's there's only two horses that can win this race. Uh and it, the first one is going to be the 4 Eminency for, with uh you know uh Rudy Rod training and uh uh Pratt up in the Irons. And then the other one was was Sharp Sensation which uh is trained by Joe Sharp weirdly enough and uh has Dylan Davis up. Uh did you kind of see it the same way?
1: Yeah, i landed on the 4 here is my top choice and you know it, it could be one of those lone singles or lone A's, whatever you want to call it for me on the four, you know, it, other than that, I think you're right. I, I think there's a lot of questions there. You know, I tried to give the first time starter was at the seven compromise or a long look, but there, there's nothing there that I like. I mean, nice, yeah. pedig- nice pedigree, but the, the workouts don't do it for me. You know, apprentice jockey on a turf on a sprint, you know, on the turf, no thanks. You know, yeah. I, since we started this segment off talking about the Ohio horses and, and what, do they, what do they do, you know, you know, do you give this the, the 10, this Martinez, a second look with Joel all of a sudden getting up? I and mean, the horse hasn't passed anybody in a long time. But you look at where he came from. I mean, out of McGahee, West Point Thoroughbreds, into the Brockle
0: Bank barn.
1: It's like yeah. the horse has lived a very good life up until, you know, a month ago.
0: Right, right, until... <laughs> You ended up at Brock- Brockle Bank Savings and Loans. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I never know. Okay, this is an interesting horse. And I'm glad actually that you, draw, you drew attention to this one. And, and it's because... How do you feel about horses that are being that are being trained by I'm going to throw air quotes around it for for I guess Shug's case, because Shug's a little bit different than the, the modern age, you know, super trainer. But how do you feel about horses that have been passed from excellent trainer to excellent trainer and then goes to a no name? And there are certain barns, like for example, Asmussen, uh, Robertino Diodoro is another one, Broberg is another one I can think of off the top of my head. That uh, every time that I see them out of that, that, you know, superstar barn into a smaller barn, first out, I'm usually pretty wary of them. Uh, so as I handicap this, I, I would take note of Joel being up and I would probably give it a longer look. But in the end, I probably don't use it because I fade off the, the first out of Asmussen barn.
1: No, I, th- I think that's a fair take. I-, I envision this horse a lot like Roger Dorn from Major League, where he's gonna walk into the Brocco Bank barn like I'm the stud, and then and Charlie Shane's like,
0: gonna be fucking his wife.
1: Exactly. I, I mean, <laughs>
0: you know,
1: I-, I mean, this is at least a colt, so you know he's gonna walk in thinking he's good, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Man, where, where did I land? This is a eight by eight shed."
0: But-, to- but no, Dorn tanking plays. He fucking deserved it. <laughs> fucking you. <laughs> was it court <laughs> was it Corbin was his name Corbin Bur- oh, I don't Corbin, know I
1: can- Corbin Burnson.
0: Cur- Corbin Burnson. you fucking cock you deserved it um yeah no it's um that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point yeah I uh yeah I I think probably uh in this race I I, I stay off of it I I gotta say I, I probably stick with either the um smugly named sharp sensation for Joe Sharp or or uh the uh the uh, uh, four eminency for Rudy Rodriguez. The only other horse I would maybe consider, and it's because it's shown a history of actually being able to pass horses, is the six uh two down for Tom Morley. Okay. You got? I got a nod here. You like? Yeah.
1: That I had several factors on this horse I thought was great, but they're coming back in twelve days at the, at this level, at the same price level, same same race level. To me, for the Morley barn, that that's a big statement, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I love it when they wheel horses back because it it it, it either means, you know, the, the saying is you got to run them while they're right. And it makes me think that the horse was right and something happened in that last race where it just did, couldn't quite, you know, couldn't quite run its race. So, yeah, that's another that's another good catch. That's why we keep you around, Brian, man, catching these catching these quick wheelbacks. I love quick, quick wheelbacks. I will bet a quick wheelback in a hurry and it will either win or finish dead last.
1: Well, see, the, what, what drew my attention to it is that Brisnet has this, a sustained running style. The horse has ran one time in its life. Right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, if, if you're not that familiar with Brisnet or you just look at the at summaries and you say, oh, this horse can't win. It's not going to be fourthly placed. This horse is only back at four lengths the second call, which is really nothing considering an, in a debut race. So to me, toss that out, this horse is like an NA four. Cause I don't know what this horse is going to do on Saturday.
0: Right. And it was a very quick pl- pace uh, up front, uh, you know, for, for a Belmont track went 22 and, and three fifths. I mean, it, it, it's not like a smoking hot pace, but what do you expect out of, out of New York bred, you know, $40,000 maiden claimers. So, I mean, the fact that the horses actually showed the ability to pass other horses uh, is a, a big thing is a, is a really big thing, especially first out. So, that is it. That is the end of the early, or sorry, the late pick five. Man. Thank you so much for joining me, Brian. You can catch Brian on Twitter at BD Horseplayer. And uh, why don't you tell him what you got going with uh, on the wrong lead these days?
1: Well, you know, we're going to well, Thursday night, 730 Central. We're usually on the YouTube channel. Check us out, uh, wrong lead, or on Twitter, at wrong lead. And, uh, you know, I think this weekend we're going to talk a little bit of this belmont late pick five one or two races but i think we're gonna be focusing mostly on the san anita memorial day card
0: there you go and speaking of which uh i i actually am gonna be joined uh this weekend by uh, a very very special guest my my west coast jedi handicapper uh Rider dave he we're gonna be taking a look at that mandatory pick six on that day but that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch on the wrong league we have all sorts of good stuff there too Uh, and look, you've already got the jump on handicapping this sequence, uh, for on the wrong lead. So, uh, if you need to, you can, uh, you've already got your gotcha cards ready, ready to go. You know,
1: that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to re-handicap it. Think, think long, think wrong. And that's it.
0: That's my man right there. That is my man. And I'm so glad that he got to join me today. Guys, give Brian Duransky a follow at BD Horseplayer, And all as always check him out with the rest of the On the Wrong League guys. Brian, welcome to Friend of the Notorious OTB status. Uh, you're now a friend of the pod.
1: Thank you, Chase. I appreciate it, man. I like being on, you know, talking horses. You and I don't get to do it nearly as much as we used to, and it's always a good time, man. You know, we one of us will find a 20 to one somewhere.
0: That's right. It's guaranteed. Thanks for joining us. We are out and I will be back this weekend, as I said, with my boy Ryder Dave talking about Santa Anita, the mandatory pick six. Thanks for listening to the Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.